You're listening to The Curator Podcast, Season 2, Episode 13. An interview with Chelsea Wolfe. So how are you doing? I'm good. I'm pretty tired today, but I'm hanging in. <laughs> are you excited to be back on the road, back in Europe? Yeah, I feel like it's been a while since I've been over here. To be honest, it's, it starts to blur together over the years. Like, <laughs> And I think that I was just here, but it's actually been like over a year or something. So, yeah, it's, it's nice to be back. I'm glad. This will be my first time seeing you tonight, so oh, I'm, cool. I'm really excited. Sorry. I've had a bus on repeat for like ages, and I was just like... Uh, my, my flatmate was like walked into me listening to it today, and he said to me, "It's like it was like he said it's like Bjork and um, Deftones had a baby." Oh wow! And I was like, "That's a kind of a strange thing to say." <laughs> That's like the highest compliment I've ever heard. <laughs> Have you had any kind of weird comparisons? Like, what, what's the weirdest comparison you can remember about describing your music? Journalists um, do it all the time. Yeah, I mean, I don't know about comparisons, but a, a lot of journalists will just kind of like tell you who you're influenced by like I I used to get a lot of Kate Bush which I think is strange because I really never listened to her like maybe I heard that one hit running up the hill or whatever on the radio and I think she's cool but it's not like I was like an avid listener or something and definitely wasn't inspired by her so it's always funny when someone's like she's obviously influenced by blah blah (laughs) blah you know Uh, whatever do you get that in reviews as well do you read a lot of reviews is that does that ever come across in reviews either what? Like the comparisons that are a bit strange. Yeah, I don't know why I can't really think of anything right now. It's okay if you can. Um, I think like people are starting to do that with King Woman and I because we're both like female singers and like mm. a heavy rock band, even though we have like very different voices and different backgrounds and stuff musically. But we're friends, so I'm cool with it. <laughs> um, so this podcast is about creativity and passion, um, mm-hmm. and. I like to I always like to ask this question is when did you first realize you were a creative individual? Well, when I was growing up, I was in kind of a musical home. Uh, my dad had a, a band in a home studio and uh, I always knew that I wanted to write. I always loved words and knew that I could like sort of define things in my own way and understand something about the human condition in my own way. Even as a, a kid, like I started writing poems and stuff and I was like seven years old and then I started setting him to music by age nine so it started pretty early so the poet uh, what was the kind of po- poetic influences because I'm quite into poetry myself although it might be quite different given that I'm Scottish and <laughs> you're American oh, yeah. <laughs> my poetic influences yeah. do you still I mean, read a lot of it I mean I don't read a ton of poetry I just kind of read whatever yeah. comes my way or whatever I'm inspired by at the moment as a kid I don't really remember exactly what I was listening to as I grew up I was listening or reading rather uh you know sylvia plath and uh walt whitman and dh lawrence has always been a favorite of mine what about you what um well i, I really like a Glasgow Jim poet called edwin morgan mm. um he was really fascinating he was probably he was very prolific okay. he lived to his 90s um and he was it's also really interesting because for a long long time um he would, he would write a lot of love poems but mm-hmm. it wasn't 
like until quite late on in his life that he came out as being gay. And it, it's really interesting because stuff is like, you can never, like, it's always like, I'm trying to think of the best way of putting it. It's never gender specific in any way. Yeah. It's just, just really touching in a kind of I love that. general way, you know, and yeah. everybody was like, oh, okay, that's good. And then when he died, he left money to the SNP, which is like the Scottish National Party, which is like our current governing party, as it were. And um, everyone was like, he never really spoke about politics in his poems either. Wow. So, like, where is all this coming from? How interesting. Yeah, and then at university, I uh, had access to his entire, like, he left all of his manuscripts and stuff to Glasgow University and I actually managed to see like the handwritten stuff Yeah, and he did like no editing on the page it was just so depressing to see it you're like oh man (laughs) it just came out of your head like that (laughs) are you kidding are you kidding oh I see what you mean (laughs) yeah it's like you did all the editing in your head and just wrote it down on page and like that was it yeah fuck (laughs) that's pretty that's pretty mad Um, but he's brilliant if you can ever get any of his stuff it's it's fascinating brilliant Um, also like for my sins, I really like um, American poet uh, Alan, Skin- Alan Ginsberg. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. and also W. S. Mervin. Okay, it rings a bell, but I can't remember if I've read it. He's, you know, he's very good too. Cool. But yeah, um, I could talk about literature all day. I did my degree in literature, so okay. we could be here for hours. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> but we're here to talk about your music. <laughs> Which, That's I mean, fine too. Yeah, I mean, you do the, you do music, don't you? I've, I've heard that you've done music from time yeah. to time. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. <laughs> so, the most interesting thing that I found recently is you worked with Kurt Ballou on a mm-hmm. record. Yeah, that's just, fucking amazing. Just finished. Yeah, I think it was a really good match. Um, this, the new stuff that I've been writing with my band is is a lot more. I don't know even what the word is. It's like we we wrote together a lot more. In the past, a lot of it was like I would write something, and then my band would write something, and then we'd kind of mesh it together. But this this time, we have a new drummer, my friend Jess, who I actually have a long history of playing with. Um, we came together, and like her and Ben, the bass key player, and I were really jamming a lot together. So I think there was more of like a live sound. Um, so I think Kurt was obviously a really good fit for that, and. Uh, yeah, it was awesome to record with him. Did that come about after the Blood Moon thing? Like, were you thinking about using them anyway, or like, how did it come about that you would work with him? It was a little bit of both because, like, you know, we had met him on tour when we played in Boston at some point, and kind of checked out the studio and was like, "Oh, this is cool." And then, uh, you know, a lot of my uh, friend friends' bands have recorded with him. Like, the new Russian Circles album sounded really great, and and Kurt did that. So I was already kind of like. You know, this is a really drum-heavy record. I want to go with someone who's really good at drums, and, like, Dave's drum sounded amazing on that Last Russian Circles record. So, yeah, and then when we uh, did some stuff with Blood Moon, Ben and I, uh, we got to, like, stay at the studio and check it out, and so I felt comfortable there and then booked it. (laughs) Yeah. What's the vibe like on the new record compared to... I mean, your music is... It's so cliché to say your music's evolved, but it's Mm. definitely changed... Which is good. I mean, you want to yeah. change as a musician. So is the vibe much different from Abyss now? Um, I mean, I think it is. I don't know if people listening will... Like I said, it's a little more drum-heavy. Uh, we really worked out the parts a lot beforehand instead of just kind of, like, going in mostly ready and trying to figure some stuff out in the studio. So, um, yeah, really guitar-heavy, really drum-heavy. Um, Troy Van Leeuwen from Queens of the Stone Age does some guest guitar on it as well, oh. so it's kind of a weird mesh of, of different uh, musicians from different uh, genres and things like that, so I kind of just brought them together in my own way. Because yeah, yeah. to me, it's just like, when I seen that you were recording with them, I was like, holy shit, that's going to be 
like even heavier. Is it sounding mm. heavier than an abyss? Because abyss was a heavy record, not in a metal way, but you know. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I feel like this one's heavier. Like, and I think sonically it doesn't have the same kind of feeling. Like I feel like abyss had a lot of space in it or something. Like the way John works, like he really finds a space for every little sound, which I think is cool. But the way that I like to hear things is when it's a little more meshed together and messy and like. Uh, so that I think this one is a little more my style, like that. That's that's what I love about Kurt as well. It, it always feels very, I know it's very drum heavy, but it also feels kind of bass to the front. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah we're we're definitely focusing on keeping it bass heavy as well. <laughs> Hi, it's Mark. Just going to jump in here and basically ask you to subscribe to this podcast. If you're a first time listener, just go into your podcasting app and hit the subscribe button. You can do that. Pretty easily, and pretty much most podcasting apps, and I would really appreciate it if you could do that. Now, I think I've taken up quite enough of your time with this little interruption, so let's get back to this interview with Chelsea Wolf. Um, so, one thing I was wondering as well about your music is it feels cliche as well. Again, I'm going to bring up that word, the C word. It feels cliche to say that it's quite cinematic in its feel, um, but it's definitely, I, I know you've said in a lot of, a lot of interviews, you kind of your songwriting is quite narrative driven in terms of like mm-hmm. you're writing about other people um, see that having that kind of sweeping vista I guess mm-hmm. when you write music is that something that's always been quite deliberate and conscious on your part as, you're, as you've grown as a songwriter yeah well, I think it's something that I do instinctively so in a way it's deliberate because it's just kind of part of who I am like I've always been a bit of a dramatic person <laughs> whether it was like in sports or in you know my approach to like the way I dress or anything. It's like I always am a little dramatic about things. So I think just naturally when I was writing songs, it was already going to be a little bit more dramatic just in storytelling and also sonically. Like, you know, once I put a band together, because I started out as a solo artist, like I, I just loved having all that noise surrounding me and being able to like bring in things and pull them back out and like the dy- dynamic. So, yeah. So is, it, is the way that you write, well, you've just done the new record and you said it's a lot more collaborative. Is that was that in a more kind of curatorial aspect, like you're curating the music that's been made, or was it just like everything's in and we'll just decide later on, or did you have much more or less of a say than you usually have for the new record? Yeah, for the new record. I mean, I'm always kind of like the dictator or curator, whatever you want to call it. Curator is probably a little more friendly sounding, (laughs) Um, but I like to say it's not a democracy because at the end of the day, like I'm, you know, like everything has to go through me, whether it's like imagery or sounds or whatever, but. you know, obviously, when you're working with someone like Troy, you know, you're going to let him do his thing and go from there because he's he's so good. And a lot of the stuff he was just coming up with on the spot was so good. And I'm just like, please record, hit record. So, uh, yeah, I think I, I do think of myself as a curator at times because I do bring a lot of people in and out of this project. And, you know, I, I let them do their thing. And then I sort of like fit it into where I want it to be. And. Yeah, so it's same thing with this one. But like I said, you know, a lot of it was like Jess and, and Ben and I just jamming out, and that's not the most typical way for me to write, so it was fun. What was, was that? Um, obviously, you say it's not typical, so it must have been a lot different. Was it liberating in a way, or was it... Did you find it weird to just jam out songs at first, or how did that change your approach to music? No, it's nice. I think, like, it kind of brought me back to... Like, like I said, Jess and I actually had a band together, like, probably trying to think of what year it would be I don't know probably like nine or ten years ago 
And those songs were really just kind of like off the cuff as well. Like I, I feel comfortable writing with her, and, and so I think coming back to that again, you know, I, I was just kind of like coming up with stuff on the spot in front of people, you know, which doesn't always happen. I, I usually just like to write stuff alone because I feel more comfortable. So yeah, I think it's it's a definitely a different sound when it works that way. I don't really know how to describe it, but it's just I don't know, just a certain way of writing that I have. It's really cool that you found some people that you can kind of almost share that creative process yeah. with. Yeah. You know, um, I think it it can be quite hard sometimes if it's all on you. Do you know what I mean? I think Prince had that as well, yeah. especially towards the end of his career when he was writing with them. I can't remember their names, but you know, I had like Third Eye Girl and stuff like that. I'm a huge mm. Prince fan, so I could also talk about Prince all day. That's cool. <laughs> I like that. Well, yeah, I mean, I I feel like definitely my project has been elevated by the other people that have played with it. If it was just me, you know, I think the songs would kind of like sound the same over and over you know or something like that but but yeah having Ben join the project pretty early on I think while I was recording my first album The Grime and the Glow he, he joined the project and um, so he's kind of been like a collaborator ever since and he's definitely elevated it because he comes from a different place of course and we can write really well together and then um, having Jess come in there as well elevates it so yeah that's pretty cool um, are you looking forward to the new record coming out then? Yeah, of course. I mean, it's always more exciting to listen to new stuff or to to play new stuff, rather, you know, like on the road. But yeah, I'm trying to dive back into the old songs right now for this tour and then, you know, refocus on the new stuff. So we'll be getting anything new tonight at all? No? Am I going to play any? Yeah, 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 I'm playing a couple. Sweet. I'm just really excited to hear new stuff because I've had a bass in my head for so long. I'm like, I just need to hear something new because... I want to hear how it goes next because it's just went so many different ways and that's why I love it like I love the it's been submerged like the music feels submersive if mm-hmm. that makes sense um, like when I listen to it it's like because I'm a punk kid so it's like usually it's like 30 seconds and 40 minutes 40 seconds 50 seconds you're done and like you can listen to it in the background oh whenever, yeah whenever I listen to your music I'm like full attention must be paid oh that's cool um, and as someone that's grown up with punk music it's like this is new. This yeah. is a new way of listening to music for That's me. That's cool. I like that. Um, I also really look like the darkness, which I know that you've spoken about in a lot of interviews. People bring up all the time of how mm. dark Chelsea's music is. Right. <laughs> which oh. seems a bit rote by this point. Um, do you get do you get annoyed when people ask you questions about that? Um, well, wait, first I wanted to go back to playing the new songs live because I have to say, like, I, I really didn't want to because I like the idea of people hearing it on the record first and how it's like really supposed to be and then you know you translate it live so it's a little weird for me to be playing them before they even come out at all so just keep that in mind <laughs> you know like I feel like it's it's going to be a pretty different experience but going back to getting asked about dark songs yeah I mean people ask me that all the time and in a way like I, I used to always kind of think like well I'm not a dark person like I'm not like sad or something but I actually do think I let like the energies of the world affect me a little too much and that's kind of how I'm able to write um because I, I I don't know I just have never been able to like hear a sad or a dark story which is just all around us uh, you know if you watch the news or you talk to a friend like you'll just hear some fucked up shit because people are terrible to each other all the time and I just can't like hear that and then just go about my day like oh everything's fine though you know like it's not fine like the world is not fine and that's what I write about so for me it's just like reality music 
um, but a lot of people just call it dark. Yeah, you know, it's, it strikes me as being quite uh, like with the way you say that. You seem like you might be, you must be quite an empathic person, like sort of bringing the world's sure. burdens on your shoulders almost. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm really sensitive to other people's energies, and that's that can be really exhausting. That's like why I, I moved out out of the city last year and like into the woods basically because I I feel like when I'm not on tour I kind of just like need to take some time to be away from all the energies and craziness of the world and like process everything and then put it into music it can yeah. be on the road a super intense process for, for anyone you know yeah and I mean I'm, there's definitely bands that tour more than us you know but I do think that we tour enough that uh, it's nice to have that desolation when I'm home so is that desolation something that you've always kind of like sought? Like, because you used to live in LA, I remember that being quite a common theme in interviews as well. Yeah, yeah. I think I'll forever be called like LA artist Chelsea Wolf, which has <laughs> never really been true because I'm from Sacramento, and you know, yeah. But I guess I lived in LA for like seven years or something. So, um, yeah. I mean, LA is like not the craziest city. You know, it's it's pretty spread out and stuff like that, so it's easy to live there. But definitely whenever I'm in an actual city, even Dublin yesterday, I was walking around just like, oh my God, so many people and they're all like running into each other and not even looking at each other and it's so strange. But that's <laughs> so life. Now you're the opposite of that. You're kind of in your own little den, I guess, in a way. Yeah, I mean, I, I found some property that's just like surrounded by trees and um, there's a lot of places you can just go walk around and I mean, there's like a community where I live and stuff, but everyone kind of knows each other, which is nice, and uh, you just have a lot of space to yourself. Is that a preference for nature always been there? Yeah, I mean, like, Sacramento is really close to a lot of different things. Like, you can go to the ocean, you can go to the mountains, the river, the forest. Like, the giant sequoias are, are really close by as well, so... I have no idea what that is, sorry. Oh, yeah, like the... I'm ignorant. They're just like these ancient trees that are oh, okay. literally huge like they're so incredible when you look up at them it's just like looking at a dinosaur or something you know they're just wow. thousands and thousands of years old um so yeah I guess I've always just kind of like when I was growing up we would take trips and go hang out and go camping and stuff just I don't know maybe it's like a very California thing but I feel like Europeans go camping a lot too right yeah we've, we've yeah. got a lot of space in Scotland so mm -hmm. you can go camping or um, climbing the Monroes which are like big hills cool um, or you've got Ben Nevis which is the, mount, the biggest mountain in Britain. Yeah. Um, I'm, a, I'm a city guy, so that's why I find it oh, really okay. interesting. Because like most people in bands are also not really, they're also quite cityish people because they get yeah. involved in those scenes. And then, but it is, it is also tiring. Like even if you're a city person, it's like, oh man, they have to, they have to, they have got to go out and, yeah. and be near other people. And sometimes I find myself just wanting to run off and yeah. live in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Especially when you live like. Scotland, for example, has got a lot of great like nature in mm -hmm. California, from what you've described. Oh yeah, you know, your face lit up when you were talking about the trees as well. So oh yeah, you yeah. could really like see that that's something that yeah. was obviously quite attractive about living out there. Yeah, know? for sure. Does that affect your music? I think so. I think it's helped a lot. I mean, when I wrote Abyss, I first moved out of the city, like just an hour out into the mountains, just to kind of like get a feel for it, and I think that really helped because suddenly it was so quiet. You know, I, I lived downtown LA before and there's helicopters every night and drunk people on the street and just, you know, parties all around and stuff. So there's always so much noise and I think that was affecting my music then. And then, yeah, when I moved out to the mountains to write Abyss, 
I just wanted to like fill this empty silence space with with sound because I wasn't used to it, you know. So I, I started writing these really loud, kind of heavy songs, and and then yeah, even more so now, like moving up even further north and even further into the woods, like it's kind of similar vibe. But yeah, it's just like it's it's quiet and and open, and you just kind of want to fill that space with something, you know. I also wonder though, just like. For my uh, sheltered experience, mm-hmm. um, a lot of a lot of country artists as well are, are kind of drawn to the place, to the nature, and to mm. like those quieter spaces. I mean, do you ever get the urge to go back and do like more acoustic stuff because of your now secluded position? Yeah, I mean, I want to do more acoustic stuff just generally, and I, I do write some of that stuff and then just kind of put it away somewhere on a hard drive. Um, but. It's more, I think it's more about like getting the courage to do that kind of tour again, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's it's just like not easy for me to um, be on stage and just be able to hear like a pin drop, you know? It's really hard for me to do that because I'm already like not always super excited to be up in front of people. And when it's like really quiet and the music you're playing is really delicate, it's even more difficult. So yeah, I, I would like to to do that again sometime but I don't know if it has to do with my surroundings it's just kind of something that's inside me and I, I need to get it out at some point so I will so my last question which occurred to me I had two questions but I'm just going to go for the last one okay. um, would you consider yourself a, prolif- a prolific songwriter? you know I don't know Like I, I definitely go through phases where I write a lot and then I'll go through a few months where I just um, it's like dry, you know, and, and nothing. And I used to really freak out about that and think like, oh, I'm never going to write again. But now that I'm older, I, I understand that it, it really comes in waves. So at times I feel like I'm just, yeah, there's so much coming out of me and then sometimes I don't. Do you feel like I'm a pro- prolific writer? Like from the outside, does it seem like that? Well, yeah, I mean, you've done what, like five albums now? Um, yeah. And like, it's not, I see, being prolific is not just about the amount of work that you produce, but the ways... To me, it's, it's like the, the diversity as well because it takes mm. a, it takes a lot. Like, I don't mean to sound like I'm like being um, try suck suck up or anything like that, but it takes a lot, a lot of courage and like a lot of drive to explore new sounds and, and change. Yeah, that's true. You know, and I think I mean the fact that you can turn out an album every so often is enough. You know, mm. um, but the diversity for me is the thing that really draws me to your music is the fact cool. that I can. I can sit down with the acoustic records and it still sounds like you and yeah. that's that's fucking hard to achieve I mean I, I, yeah. I'm in a band yeah. and that's, that's hard you know like yeah. so well, I think thanks. maybe the question is more like uh, I suppose pro- being prolific means more than one thing I think to me mm-hmm. anyway like someone like Prince is used to prolific but I hope they don't open his vault because it's going to be full of rubbish Oh yeah, yeah. You know, because there's a reason. <laughs> there's a reason it's in there. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I definitely have like uh, hundreds of songs that I hope no one ever hears. So yeah, <laughs> I feel that. But yeah, thanks. Thanks for saying that. I, I'm just was curious what it looked like from the outside because I don't know. Just in my own world. Yeah, well, that's that's the nature of the artist. Is you're stuck inside your your own creative reality. Yeah. Which is, which is why we do it. You know. For sure. Um, and I would say you're prolific. Because the fact that you've come this far and just you're still quite young proves that. Yeah, kind of young. Mm. Getting, oh, getting up there. I'm the same age. <laughs> Both but, getting up there. Yeah. Uh, so, Chelsea, it's been a total pleasure to talk to you and a complete honour. Mm. Thank you very much. Oh, thanks for having me. Is there anything you want to say or anything you want to ask me before we finish? Um, 
Are you from the city, from Glasgow? Yeah, yes. Is there anything you would recommend to see that's like special or is, even if it's like a shop or just like some random site that we could drive by or something? The, the cathedral is brilliant. The cathedral, yeah. okay. Um, is it nearby here? It's not too far away. Everything, the, the goose, one of the best things about Glasgow is everything's quite close to the centre and we're basically in the centre just okay. now. Um, the cathedral's pretty awesome. Okay. And going, I don't know if you'll have time tomorrow to go in during the day, but it's but it's good crypts underneath and all that. It's massive. Wow. It's brilliant. Um, okay. Thank you. And yeah, there's also the oldest house in Scotland is also ne- next to it, too, okay. which is kind Perfect. of interesting, I guess. <laughs> I don't know if you like that kind of I, thing. I do like that yeah. kind of thing, so yeah. And there are some pubs in the city centre which are older than America, so. Oh, wow. That's great. <laughs> have a drink that's older than America. That sounds good. Yeah. Right, thanks, man. Thank you. I appreciate yeah. it. So there you have it, my interview with Chelsea Wolf. I'm a big fan, so it was really, really great to go and sit down and talk to her. Got to do a bit of a shout out here to her PR person, Lauren, because when I actually emailed her to sort out this interview, she actually mentioned about finding a quiet place and no PR person has ever said that to me. Usually when I get down to do an interview, I need to explain to them that, look, this is for a podcast and I really need a quiet area where there's going to be no music and very little background sound. And Lauren was more than accommodating for that. And so was Chelsea, so we did it in the van. And I think it turned out really, really well. So I hope you think so too. That's all for this episode. Thank you very much for listening. If you could drop me a rating and review it on iTunes, that would be superb. I would super appreciate that. Until next time, bye-bye. <laughs>